Welcome back, friends, to still another episode of Presbyterians in Quarantine Drinking Coffee. I'm Mark Mernan, and once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Jacobson, pastor of Sand Harbor Presbyterian Church in Jupiter, Florida, and Wes Lauber, pastor of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and we're privileged to be here at your home now. Yes. A lot of time. This, and, and Andrew's terminology, this is the Cornerstone Quarantine Headquarters, yes. a.k.a. Cornerstone. Yes. Maintaining, maintaining that social distancing. Yes. And we're almost like, this is getting official. It is. This is not just Presbyterians in quarantine pretending to be in no, quarantine. No, we are yeah. actually becoming close to yes. quarantined. Yes. So we're all doing, where's the, where's the, hand, where's the hand sanitizer? Oh, yes, yes. We've got some of this stuff. We've all done yeah. the hand sanitizer. Homemade. We've got, We've got these homemade, and this is really 100% guaranteed. Yeah. So we are, we are once again, the goal of the ministry of this resource is to introduce you to the most important topics of theology, help you to understand what they are, why they matter, and how they lead us to glorify God. And we are continuing our conversation on Revelation. In our last Let's episode... Give, we need to give a Surgeon General's warning okay. to what you just said here. Yes. So we are not professional theologians, okay? Well, we're young. semi-pro. Se, uh, yes, we're, we're in the minor leagues. Maybe <laughs> maybe rookie league. But, you're, but you're, you're, you're pointing us to real professionals. That's true. That's yes. true. So, so if you are a professional yourself. theologian watching this, we apologize for anything. Go to the guns channel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we are on the subject of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Our last episode, we narrowed in on general Mm -hmm. revelation. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to focus in on special revelation. Mm -hmm. So, Wes, lead us into the conversation on special revelation. Yeah. So, I'm going to go do two things here. First, last week we talked about General revelation, general meaning. Now you know, everyone. last week we're wearing the same thing. Yes, yes. the same cloth. Okay. We're trying to be consistent here. Yeah, consistent. So, so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we we discussed right rev the revelation of God, what God has disclosed of Himself to everyone. Right. And so special revelation is special. It's for uh, specific individuals. It's not disclosed to everyone. It's it's in God's word. Right. So it's God not natural revelation. It yes. is supernatural yes. revelation. That is the equi- that's the yes. equivalent term. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it, it is the, the the word of God there and contained all sixty six books. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last week we talked about the importance of theology, or two weeks ago we talked about the importance of theology. And one of the questions that came up was if if theology is if we're not to do theology right, and Jesus is all that matters then who is Jesus? And so so this is where we get into actually where we can find who Jesus is. Okay. It's in special revelation. All that is necessary, essential to know about the person of Jesus Christ and the Father, the Holy Spirit, we can find in God's word. And this is what we consider to be special revelation. So what is so you've addressed the issue of special revelation why is it necessary? Mm. Why is general revelation insufficient? Yeah. So what is it what is it that special revelation reveals to us and why is that information necessary for us? Yeah. So let's tackle that. Yeah, so general revelation can only tell us things generally. Okay. Meaning like yeah. we, we can perceive, we can apprehend some things, mm-hmm. but we we can't know God personally mm-hmm. through general revelation. And general revelation, what it does reveal to us, we pervert, we distort, we suppress, all these things. So once a general revelation, all it can do is leave us guilty before yeah, God. Exactly. So general, so general revelation 
reveals to us our guilt. Yes. Okay. It, yeah. it clears it and makes so, it, yeah, since us aware sin, of God's holiness. We, are, we, have an, we have an innate sense of God's justice and holiness, yeah. and that we don't measure up to yeah. that. Our accountability dependency on God is revealed through it, and we know that we don't depend on him as we ought to, and we're going to be in big trouble when we're accountable to okay. him as right. we are. And so now, a special revelation comes in and is necessary because we need certain knowledge about God that general revelation cannot give us, that God does give us in special, namely, what is the way of salvation? Yeah. How does one who stands guilty before God, who does not honor him and give thanks as we ought to, come to a saving knowledge of the truth? So general revelation then exposes us to God's holiness, his justice, mm-hmm. his wrath, mm-hmm. as Romans 1 said. Yeah. Special revelation points us to the Savior mm-hmm. who spares us, saves us from that holiness, right? That holy, righteous yeah. wrath. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And in one, in one sense, you, if you look at the scriptures, it is actually a one of the themes you could use to trace the storyline of the Bible from beginning to end is the theme of Revelation or, or God's word. Mm-hmm. That it yeah. starts with God's word going yeah. forth as he speaks creation right. into existence. And then you see his word coming specifically to certain people like Abraham and then the prophets, and, and there's a nation. A progressive revelation. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it, which is not the subject mm-hmm. we're in, but a progressive yep. revealing of who he yeah, is. Yeah, because initially in the story, you see that there's one nation, Israel, who is uniquely the recipient of God's special revelation. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's, there's a verse, I think it's in Deuteronomy, where Moses says, what nation? Is so privileges us to have a God who is so near to them. Yeah. And in once he's thinking of the temple, but he's also thinking of God's word, that God comes near to them by, by bringing his special word to them. Mm-hmm. And then as the story goes on, you see in their idolatry, in rejecting the word of God, what happens is they actually have a famine of the word of God, that God actually, mm-hmm. once it's withdraws his word, and that there is no problem. There's a, there's a period of silence that is, in a sense, a judgment on the people. But then you have the Word incarnate, our Lord Jesus Christ, that he, it's the Word made flesh who comes to dwell among us, which we celebrate at Christmas time, And he is the revelation of the Father mm-hmm. because he is the exact replica, the imprint yeah. of God's nature, that when we look at Christ, we see the Father, which yeah. is what he said to one of the disciples. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He is the yeah. fullest revelation of God because all the fullness of, duality, of deity was pleased to dwell in him. So he, so the special revelation then reveals Christ yes. to us. Yeah. What is it? What is it that marks this Savior as so unique? Well, I think that why Jesus above why, every other yeah, God. Yeah. So, I think this. What is so important here is this concept of progression, mm-hmm. progressive revelation. Okay. And the reason is because what we have in the pro in the prophets. Right and in Torah, what what God revealed about Himself in the Old Testament, right, and then we come to the New Testament, right, and and God sends His Son, the promised Messiah of the Old Testament, Jesus, born in the flesh. What is Jesus? Jesus is God in the flesh, right. The Fully, Word incarnate, the Word yes. becomes flesh. He dwells yes. among us, tabernacles among us. Yes. So He is God yeah. Himself, God Himself, dwelling among us. Just, yeah. just as the tabernacle and the temple yeah. alluded to that, pointed to mm-hmm. that physical presence mm-hmm. of God amongst His people. Yeah. God Himself now, in yes. a, in flesh, is dwelling amongst yes. us. And yeah. one thing that makes Him unique, if we could use an illustration with hand sanitizer, okay. is hand sanitizer 
hand sanitizer differentiates really itself you work this. by its potency, the alcohol sure. volume <laughs> in it. Okay. And in the Old Testament, you have you know certain levels, maybe 40, 45, 50%. But then when Christ comes, he is revelation in its most yeah. potent form. 100%. Yeah. And that's why the book of Hebrews starts with this, this kind of distinction. Like long ago and you know various times, and in many ways, God revealed himself to us through his prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us through his son. Yeah. That there's something like he comes and in the fullness of his revelation, he, he brings something yeah. that has never been Done. You can summarize sections of Hebrews too. You've got superiority of Christ over Moses. You've had the superiority of Christ over the angels. You have the superiority of Christ over the priest, the right? temple, and all these things. And yes. why? Because Jesus is the full revelation in the flesh. Yeah. And the one who speaks not on others' authority as the prophets, thus yes. saith the Lord, yeah. Jesus says, but Jesus. I say yes. you. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Wow. And, and once he's the interpretive key. So everything that came before, if all you have is the Old Testament, you have shadows, you have symbols, all these things, and you have a story, but it's unfinished. That it's just shadows, but you don't have the substance yeah. yet. And so Christ is like that Rosetta Stone. He's yeah. that key that is found that helps unlock all of the hieroglyphics yeah. and gives them their fullest meaning and our, our best understanding of what it was all yeah. about to yep. begin with. I think of uh, the Transfiguration, right, where, mm. where Jesus appears in his glory right. with Moses on one side and Elijah on the other side. Right. And Peter starts talking, and God sort of, the Father sort of interrupts him, and he says, this is my beloved son. Right. Listen to him, right? right? As if to say, the law and the prophets, right, this is now the full revelation. It's the, the, um, the fulfillment, if you will, exactly. of the law and the prophets in the person of Jesus. And so we have the scriptures mm -hmm. as our, not just prime, would we say only source of special revelation? That yeah, I mean, it is unique and... I mean, I think we would, yeah. we would all argue that God's word is his final mm -hmm. declaration of his will yeah. to mankind. And because the ministry of the apostles has been finished, because the letters they've written are now captured in here... There's nothing more that needs yes. to be added to it. And so one of the attributes of Scripture, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about the, the attributes of Scripture. Mm -hmm. One of them is the, sufficient, the sufficiency right. of Scripture, that what we have in here is sufficient yep. for what we need to know about God, for how to live to the glory of God. Yeah, we right. don't need to add to it. And in fact, the, the final book in the canon of Scripture, Revelation, gives a warning. Don't yeah. add to don't or add take to away from these things. Words of this there, is a, there is a... I would even say dangerous misconception in the church that things outside of scripture, right? Visions, sure. Um, all, all of these different liver shivers, yeah, like new new <laughs> prophecy, visions, all these things hooked on are appealing. somehow better than mm, the word of God. Yes, that they are somehow they they God's word that's great, but I had a vision. Yes, yeah. or God yeah. spoke yeah. to me. You know, I heard the Spirit audibly say, or I heard the Spirit just personally yeah. say to me something that yeah. is either refuted or contrary yeah. to. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, we would say that Scripture is, we should, we should never downplay it. So we're always looking for yeah. the novelty, mm -hmm. something novel, something new, something right. fresh. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it's, it's this, this temptation tactic of the evil one to, to kind of push us away from this because this is old, this is ancient, this is, you know, this is tried and found wanting. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. It has not been tried. That's what. That's the it real has been issue. Tried to the fullest yes. extent. Yes. Because you you have a you have a 
you have a special, and we're, we're going to argue yes. that this is special revelation. Yes. yes. And there's yes. nothing outside of this to add to it or detract from it. Yes. That is essential. There's nothing outside of it that we that we truly need. Yeah. Okay. Now, th this doesn't, no. like, this is not a exhaustive encyclopedia yeah, of yeah. truth. Correct. And when we say it's sufficient, we, we mean that, in, in one sense, th there's a limit to the extent of which it's sufficient because a, a surgeon is not going to come to Scripture the right. night before a heart surgery and say, hey, the Lord, right. tell me where the scalpel should Correct. go. Exactly. Yeah. That's, not, that's not how it sufficiency is sufficient for the work. purpose yeah. for which it's intended, yeah. which is the yeah. salvation Knowing God, of the human yeah. soul. Living for the glory of yeah. God. All right. Everything we need to know to, to serve Christ on earth. For faith and practice, practice. Yes. everything is found in faith and practice. But it's not a textbook. Mm. It is not a science manual. Yes. No. And yet there are principles that apply to every arena of our life. Absolutely. Mm. Now, on the idea of the sufficiency of Scripture, God has yet given to us gifts such mm. as, uh, what is it, Ephesians 4, Ephesians mm -hmm. 4, 12. He's given, he's laid the foundation, the apostles, the, the prophets, prophets, the teachers, mm -hmm. yep. those who are tasked mm -hmm. with feeding the flock, and yet who are sheep themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not as the Roman Catholicism would talk about, yeah. who has to interpret it for the people. Yeah. Yep. How yeah. is that unique? Yeah, so one of the principles of the, the Reformation was the priesthood of all believers. Yeah. And part of that was, you know, the Reformers believed that it was, it was every Christian's right to read study, interpret the Bible for themselves. In fact, one of the, the causes that fueled William Tyndale, the father of the English Bible, was the idea that to, to keep the scriptures from the lay people, from right. the, the congregants, was a great and grievous crime. Mm -hmm. That Psalm 1, which commands us to, to love God's law, to delight in, to meditate on day and night, applies to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And if you keep the scriptures from them, you actually are hindering them from obeying yeah. that command. It's also, it's also a duty, though, isn't it, yeah. Wes? I mean, it, it implies a duty for the believer to yeah. study, know, and Absolutely. apply the scriptures, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you obviously, you yeah. hear the phrase often, be like a Berean. Right. Yeah. Where Paul, Peter or, or Paul comes and he preaches to them, and they go and search the scriptures right. to see if it's true. Mm. And Paul doesn't say, how dare you yeah. undermine my authority as yeah. an apostle. No, he, he commends them. Yeah. Yeah. And it, for, for the believer, if, if we hold to the sufficiency of Scripture, that means that everything that you need is right here in front of you, and you don't need someone to interpret it for you. Right. And this is why men gave their lives mm -hmm. right? to have were to burned, access. Yeah, burned yeah. at the stake, burned suffered grievous alive. loss, yeah. Because they, they, their desire was for every man and woman to be able to read the Bible in their own language. Right. Mm -hmm. To not have to rely on someone else to then interpret them for them. And yet, the, and yet the scriptures do tell us that he gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers mm -hmm. to equip the saints mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry, mm -hmm. for the building up of the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the role of pastor shepherd, teacher, is to equip those saints yeah. who are already in, in the process yeah. of equipping themselves. Yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the number one thing you can do in discipleship, right, is that you're, you're engaging with someone for the purpose of them engaging with the Word, right? Mm -hmm. So, so in, in other words, what is the best possible way I can equip someone? 
is by them being in the Word. Yeah. I, I can't do my job as a shepherd, as a pastor, right, apart from the individual taking it upon themselves to engage with the Lord in, in the Word and prayer, exercising the means of grace that God's given them, right? And so, yeah. so as shepherds, our equipping isn't just a Sunday sermon where we exposit God's word. And that is a, that is incredibly important, right? Correct. But then to be encouraging and exhorting the people in our churches to be doing the same thing at home in the morning and the evening, whenever uh, spending yeah. time with the Lord in, in the word and in prayer. It's that vital. You are a vital tool yeah. as a, as a gift yeah. to the church, but you're not the only tool yes. in the toolbox. Exactly. Yeah. The, the danger is when you view the role of a pastor shepherd as it's, he has an exclusive channel right. to the Lord, right. and unless you come through me, you won't be able to understand yeah. it. You won't be able to but properly that's the get it. That's the yeah. Roman Catholicism. Yes. That's the Roman priesthood. That's the Roman system yeah. of interpreting and applying through a yeah. priest to the laity. Yeah. Yeah. But that isn't what the Reformation Yeah, it's one thing yeah. to acknowledge someone's unique gift to, to function in that capacity as a leader in that area. It's another thing to create a hierarchy. Where, yeah. you know, the, the higher up you go, the closer you are to the Lord, and it becomes very dangerous. So yeah. the, if we follow the, um, the acronym SCAN, we have sufficiency. We also have the clarity, yeah. which yeah. means that you and I, mm. as believers, mm -hmm. are equipped by the Holy yeah. Spirit to understand Scripture. Yeah. Scripture yes. is clear. Yes. In the, so yeah, clarity clear, yeah. in the sense of, uh, I think the way the Westminster Confession of Faith talks about it is like through a right use of ordinary means, which yes. is... Right grammar, knowledge, like your reading and things like that, and reasoning, uh, there are things that are clear enough in the scriptures that the most simple person in the world could come to understand yeah. them. Yeah. So doesn't mean everything's clear. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, right, like when we talk about uh, the clarity of scripture, the, the common use of ordinary means, right. like linguistics, for mm -hmm. example. Sure. So linguistics, right? Uh, here's an example then, is, is when we approach scripture, what scripture is is it's uh, written by a man, right? right? In in ordinary the language of his day, Correct. right? Through ordinary um, literary techniques, mm -hmm. and so for example, when we approach books like Daniel or Revelation, their symbolism is a, a literary technique, right? Symbolism is is a literary technique used. To convey meaning in language, we recognize that there are genres. There's yes, metaphor. Exactly. There's hyperbolic speech as well. Yes. All the aspects of linguistics yes. are applied to the yes. scripture. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so our our <clears throat> task then is to use the ordinary means of linguistics to uncover the the original meaning of the author as it would have been understood by the original audience. Mm -hmm. So in other words, having a having a Greek New Testament yeah. is no isn't a requirement to understand what God is telling no. us. It is a help to a teacher. Yes. But the common, and here in the U.S., we have hundreds of yeah. different, uh, you know, well, dozens of different yeah. translations. But we have hundreds. hundreds. Yes. yes. <laughs> all reputable, all, you know, most of them yeah. very yeah. solid. Yeah. So we have a wealth of it. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. We have such a wealth of it. There's actually a, there was a study Bible for cat lovers. That's how many <laughs> versions true. of the scriptures that's we have. The top yes. Okay, let's... <laughs> I was, but that brings a good point. Is special revelation is something that we should just be floored that we have yeah, access, access to. Yeah. So much. And, and especially as you look at church history, you see uh, the times in which it was absent from people's lives sure. and, the, and the cost that people went to or yeah. they had to pay to, to get it to us, where we take it for such granted that we have it.
yeah. uh, that it's, it's important to remember that this is an immense, unbelievable privilege to have this. I, I'm thinking of this passage in Romans 9 where, where Paul equates Scripture, I'm, I'm specifically speaking Or it gives like the, the benefits that the Israelites had. Yeah, 14. No, I'm thinking yeah. of verse oh. 14, 9, 14. What should we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. Verse 16. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. But then it has this interesting insight here. Verse 17. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, mm -hmm. for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you. Now the pronouns and the object of that previous statement was Yahweh, mm -hmm. was God. But now Paul makes the equation here, for the scripture says yes. to Pharaoh, you have now an equivalence. Yes. Yeah. Now I find that fascinating. Absolutely. Yes. So it's not just sufficient. It's not just clear. It's also authoritative. Yes. Yeah. That what Absolutely. the word says, we should take as if God Himself as had audibly himself spoken himself. that yeah. to us. Yeah. That it's the true executive order. We're hearing yeah. about executive orders and these Paul days. Paul makes that <laughs> explicit in this passage, but it's implicit elsewhere, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So and this is, I think, another reason going back to why it's so important that everyone reads their Bible and that everyone is a Berean, right? right? And that is, instead of just taking what your your pastor says, examine it sure. with the truths of God's Word, right? Right. Examine it to, to confirm the authenticity of the message. Yeah. So, so receiving God's Word is not a passive activity. No, no I absolutely come up, not. I sit, under the, I sit under the preaching of the Word, mm -hmm. It's actually in equipping me to go home yeah. the rest of the other six days of the week yeah. and spend that time wrestling with the truth I've heard and yeah. measuring it yeah. and applying it to my own heart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I tell people is that hearing a sermon should be just as active as preaching a sermon. Because mm -hmm. usually you yeah. think of sitting under a sermon as a passive activity. Correct. I sit there, I hear right. while I'm actively yeah. speaking. But you should be active, as actively listening as yeah. I am actively what the, speaking. What is it, the book, uh, the expository preaching and expository Sorry, listening? listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, the key final. So that is another aspect in which special revelation is provided to us in our own absorbing the preaching yeah. and then processing that preaching through our own yeah. study. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. And you're, So we were talking about the authority of Scripture. And part of this, how it relates to special revelations, that we acknowledge that this is the Word of God, right. and therefore we need to take it seriously. But also it's helpful to understand this is authoritative in that it, it limits all other authorities then. All other authorities are subject to the Word of God. So my authority as a parent mm. to my kids yep. is only to be obeyed insofar as I'm following the Scriptures. Sure. So if I tell my kids to do something that is not in line with Scripture, yeah. that actually makes them disobey God. They should not yeah. obey me. When you know, we talk, the scriptures talk about wives submitting to husbands. But again, that is relative to a husband properly following the Lord. Exactly. And even members following elders and pastors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Absolutely. a pastor's authority is limited yeah. to just declaring the word of God. <laughs> this is, I think, one of the reasons, too, of 
and I, I in a Reformation sermon on Soul Scripture, I talked about this is as a pastor. I have the great privilege of telling you that if I ever say something contrary to the word, or if I begin teaching then consistently truths that are contrary to God's word, you can do something about it. Yep. And please do, mm -hmm. right? Take it up with the presbytery, that action might be taken. Yep. Because we are first and foremost accountable, every single one of us, to God's word, not to a pastor, yep. to the word of God first, that comes before everything else. God's word alone has soul authority. And then under this, we have all these other authorities, right? Yeah. There's ecclesiastical church authority. There's family authority, such as the, uh, the authority of a husband. But those are all, all delegated. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. And, and those are all part of the scripture. Yes. Yeah. Honor your father yeah. and exactly. your mother. Okay. These, these trickle down from sure. the authority of the God's The implications. Word. Exactly. Yeah, you can think of it like our, the, the court system in our country. That right. You have the Supreme Court. Yep. Yeah. That, that is the, the final authority when it comes to making judicial sentences. And then the other... Courts have authority underneath that, mm -hmm. and you can make appeals to it. But once yeah. you get to the Supreme Court, that's that's the top. Of that's line. the top of the line. And you don't go above that. Yes. And one, sorry. No, um, no, no, please. One of the ways people um, seek to sort of suppress this is is the the concept of like going off of feelings mm -hmm. that somehow feelings determine truth and and you'll hear people say things like, "Well, I just don't feel like God." This, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel. You know, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. How you feel mm -hmm. because God, God's given you the special revelation, right? His right. word that determines what truth is, right? And so whatever you feel, if it's not in line with the teachings of God's word, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. However, we have seen, you and all of us here have seen people cherry pick. Yeah. Verses to justify. Absolutely. Their own sinful actions or their own moralizing. Yeah. So we have to take things not just we not just this, but we have to take it in context. Yes. Yes. So and, and in total. In total. In context yes. and in total. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which one of the things you know I thought about first, thinking about re special revelation is what are ways that you know we as believers sometimes undermine the authority of Scripture. Sure. Yeah. And you use the term cherry picking, and that's a very prevalent mm -hmm. thing that is happening in in our culture and in churches is that people come to the Scriptures and they will take the pieces and parts that they like, like they're coming to a buffet. They say, okay, I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, I'll take yeah, this. Right. And in that, in that sense, if you do that, you're actually being an authority over the scriptures because yeah. you're, you're making your own judgments about what is appropriate, what is uh, permissible, what's authoritative, and what's not. Yeah. And that is, you're making yourself the Supreme Court, a self-appointed... I, I had an encounter with a with one of my daughters who is who's an unbeliever mm. but very bright sweet girl. Uh, she's my daughter. Like yeah. I said. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a great conversation. I had flown up to where she was living, I think, in North Carolina at the time, and she knows being 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 a believer. Mm. I want to be in church on Sunday, so she said, "I, I want to take you to a church." And it was bless her heart. She took me there. A couple friends of hers there, but it was it was a mega church. Mm. And it's one of those, it was movie month, you know. We're going to go gonna, at the movie. So yeah, they movies got, at church. They yeah. got to, what is it called, uh, Gladiator. Yeah. So they got the pastor, pastor with skinny jeans, is in and out of the green screen making, you know, allusions to scripture out of mm -hmm. Gladiator. But I asked her afterwards. She said, I, I said, well, how, you know, I said, she asked me how I thought of it. I said, very sweet. Thank you very much. I said, what do you think? She said, well, he, that was blasphemy. I said, she said, well, that. I know that, yeah. I said, I know that. How do you know that? She said, well, I'm a history major. I know what context is. <laughs> so, a dis 
even even in an unbelieving state, she understood the misapplication of taking scripture out of context yeah. mm-hmm. and trying to make it fit into things where it doesn't belong. She even understood as an yeah. unbeliever the authority and the clarity of scripture. Yeah. Which was encouraging to me. Yeah. But I mean it just just goes to show that we that we have to take these things in context and in total. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like what Andrew said the, with the Westminster's uh, language, the or, use of ordinary means, right? Yeah. Well, that implies reading things in context. Yeah, right? you don't, exactly. You don't take a, a science textbook, yeah. go to it, pull out one sentence and say, well, see, I told you. Here's, <laughs> yeah. here's, here's, that, that would be insane. Nobody just, would ever do that. You just crushed the entire political campaign yes. system yeah. as they take bullet points yeah. out of context. But, <laughs> but we do, people do that. With their Bibles, yeah, all, all the time. The time. So I call it the daily crumbs approach, where you yeah. just come to scripture. Okay, I'm just going to take a little crumb <laughs> and eat it. And the scripture says, no, no, it, come to a feast. Yeah. And yeah. when you come to Romans, don't just look for that devotional nugget so you can yeah. quickly put in your your thirty seconds. It's yeah. no, Romans is a letter. Read it like a letter. Yeah. In, ingest that whole meal that's there waiting yeah. for you. So the sufficiency then, the, the the special revelation then is not merely that. I can take a word out of context here. I submit to the entirety yeah. of the scriptures yeah. in its context, in its genre, yeah. using the linguistics that we that we know it to understand what yeah. God is really saying. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to um, th- this is something that I know both of you know, but maybe someone listening doesn't know this. Uh, and just Are you to, calling them stupid? No, <laughs> no. Just, but when it comes to like the integrity of Scripture, realizing too that the, the chapters and verses that we have. We're added in later on. Correct. They're not and, part of Yeah, it. and so so you can read it. There actually are Bibles available that have removed the chapters. Yeah, like the reader version. And, and, yeah. and it can it can you know I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having chapters. It's very helpful for referencing. Yeah. Um. But but these but in terms of just like getting the whole flow of thought. Right. Reading it as if they weren't there, I think, can be extremely yeah. helpful for understanding the meaning behind. What Paul is yeah. saying is or reading it or, or reading it in paragraph context exactly. where you're reading it more as the as a, in as the a form story it was initially yeah. Yes. Yeah. provided. And just think yeah. of your favorite novel mm-hmm. and how much it would really destroy your favorite novel if someone's like, "Oh, I know that story because I read you know page thirty six, yeah. you know yeah. Verse, the, yeah. the third line down, yeah. Yeah. and exactly. I thought it was a great line." Yeah, you'd be like, "No, it. but you're missing yeah, all, yeah. You know, the, the whole background and this character and that character." Yeah, let's bring it in. Practical applications, and we've been addressing this throughout here, mm-hmm. but what are the immediate practical under, uh, practical applications yeah. of understanding special revelation? Yeah, the one that comes to my mind uh, that I think helps protect against an error, we often can separate knowing God from digging into his word. Mm. But remember, revelation is God yeah. making himself known. Right. A special revelation right. has got to make yeah. himself known God through his word. God chooses to reveal himself yes. fully and completely. So, so reading the scriptures is actually engaging God relationally in a sense because mm-hmm. God has revealed himself to us through his word. So as we come to the word, this is not an intellectual exercise. This is not a scientific exercise. Yeah. This is a way of growing in our knowledge of God yeah. because this is how we come to know him. Yeah. And so never divorce Bible reading from... Uh, your relationship to the God that we worship. Yeah. In the last episode, we talked, we concluded our discussion on general revelation with 
the reality that what general evolution does, what it ought to do, and the application we could take from it is that we should want to know God more, right? Because yeah. God, has, who made all this? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Us that appetite. Yeah. speaking of exactly. We we talked about the analogy of a song. You hear a song, mm-hmm. you know who who who's this from? And you want to you want to you want to get the album, right? You want to listen yeah. to everything. You want to know more. Well, wetting that appetite is done by engaging with this person, God, yeah. in His Word. That's how we wet that appetite. That's how we get to know him is through engaging with him in his special revelation and in the way that he has given himself to us in the Bible. And you said something earlier that was so fitting was that we cannot separate God from his word because it is God's word. It's his revelation. It's who he is, right? And so knowing God comes from engaging with him in his word. And so that is the entire point of general revelation is that it wets our appetite to then pursue special revelation. And so the application of the wet appetite is then to pursue God in his word. Yeah, sweet. And and I think, you know, we'd always encourage people to have a plan for reading the scriptures. You know, because, you know, a a goal without a plan is just a dream. (laughs) Usually dreams don't come true. Right. Mm -hmm. So the best way I've heard people talk about engaging scripture is just pick a book of the Bible Read it from beginning to end and read it over and over again. And the yeah. more you do that, the more you get it. And then move on to another letter. Yeah. Right. Read it from beginning to end over and over. And there's yeah. multiple reading plans, plans. available yeah. to do to yeah. do just that, to equip yourselves. But that is responsibility. And read it together. Read it with others. Yeah. So what we've been doing at, at our church is the ladies have a Bible reading group where they, right. they're all reading the same plan mm-hmm. and they get together to discuss it. So it's not just this individual enterprise. Right. But you're you're on the same page, reading the same stuff and discussing it. And that iron sharpening iron, that, that group dynamic yeah. brings out... Uh, and accountability and insights that wouldn't be there otherwise. Because I can't understand everything and I need the benefit of other believers to bring their experiences to bear as well. Mm -hmm. Gentlemen, it's been a great treat. Yeah. So let's wrap it up here. It's great to spend some time with you. Be back with us again next week. What's our topic next week? To be determined. To be determined. TBD. Yes. In the meantime, we'll still be in quarantine next week. Next week it will be forced, by the way, because (laughs) as of about five hours ago, there was a... uh, order from the yeah, governor. Order from the yeah, governor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we are going to be truly in quarantine. But yes. hey, we're still drinking coffee. Yes. But thanks for joining <laughs> us here on Presbyterians in Quarantine Drinking Coffee. We'll see you next time.